Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Land. So story time. I bumped into a friend at the gym a few months ago. And I was telling her about my PCOS issues, as a lot of us have. And she was like, I've cured it. And I'm like, tell me everything. And she's like, <laughs> she said two words, Zane Nimity. And I was like, give me her Instagram right now. And she did. I have been Zane's client now for a couple months, probably driven her insane. Um, but in this short time span, I have seen an insane difference in my health, my body, and mind. Zane is a functional nutritionist and functional medicine health coach, and we are going to discuss everything to do with it. So Zane, welcome to the show. Hi, Lana. Thank Hi. you so much for a beautiful intro. Thank you. <laughs> I had to do the little story story you know like bring a noor into it <laughs> yeah yeah we'll go into the deets right now but thank you i'm flattered thank you no, so much really. i mean I think and by I the way you're 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 such a pleasant client like really <laughs> you don't have you're to say so that just because fun. we're recording by the way <laughs> just because you're on my show because you're on my show tables have turned um Zane, can you just give like a little bit of a background where you're from and kind of how you ended up on this path to be a functional nutritionist? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm from Jordan, uh, born and raised. Mm-hmm. And um, my bachelor's degree is actually in finance. Um, wow. And I did my master's. Yeah. And I did my master's in international management. And then I did um, like a year program with, uh, in human rights law. Wow. I did work with the UN for like five years. Uh, but honestly, like I've always been passionate about health and nutrition. Um, my mom is a nurse mm. and um, my, I, I'm, my dad had heart issues growing up. So health and wellness and specifically nutrition was a big part of my life growing up. Mm. So because of his heart issues, um, we had to cater for that. So we were very cautious of uh, what he eats and what he, what he doesn't eat and lifestyle interventions and all that. And luckily, my mom is naturally interested in Chinese medicine and using oh, wow. uh, food as medicine. Yeah, and herbs and all of that. Um, so it's just so innate and it's part of my upbringing and my home culture that when I started practicing after I got certified yeah it was so natural I just had the I had the knack for it and mm. um I started off so after I finished with the UN um I wanted to pursue I really was passionate about because to be honest I was not passionate about business <laughs> I, I'm Fair not enough, a business honestly. person yeah <laughs> I'm not a business person not a finance person definitely not a finance person I studied <laughs> finance just because I mean I was advised to do that you yeah. know how it is of course um Mm. And um, I started with just uh, like general health, like general nutrition. And then I was kind of practicing functional nutrition without me knowing, uh, which is using functional foods to heal the body. Oh, wow. Um, until I, yeah, until I learned that there is something called functional nutrition. You know, there's actually a certificate called functional nutrition. So I went along and I did the, um, I did this and I got the certificate and I started practicing functional nutrition, which was 
which was a hit back then, like five years ago in <laughs> It Jordan. was like the thing to do. It's true, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it was so uh, niche. Like four yeah. years ago, I, yeah, it was four years ago. Um, it was so, such a buzzword, like what is functional nutrition and all that. And then um, I, I, I was just so passionate about it. I, I started to dig deep into it and I took a deeper dive into my education and I, and I went further into the certification and I went and I did a functional medicine health coaching certificate. And now I'm studying to become a practitioner. So, yeah. which is, yeah, which is a long, like it's, it's just, it's been a long process, but I've honestly enjoyed every minute of it. And I, I'm so um, grateful to be doing something that I really love. Like I'm, I have a crush on my work. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, I know you're super passionate about like even in our meetings, yeah. but I mean, I know mm. like, like you were telling me before, I think we were talking about like going and over, overdoing it with the exercise and stuff and how you were right. who was like crazy working out for five days a week and being like, I can't lose weight. Lose weight. Was there a time mm. where you were like overly obsessed with like, you know, losing weight, working out hardcore, mm. putting all the strain on your body. And then how, and how do you think that affected your mental health compared to now being in a much like- Oh yeah. Thing? Oh yeah. I mean, you've also, you know, you, you're a product of that as well. But That's I'm, true, my, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, for myself, I honestly like the, the exercise was my outlet. And yeah. then I went into therapy, which was a proper outlet mm-hmm. as opposed to like the gym was just, um, I mean, I've always been in sports teams ever since I was a kid, but I think I, I sabotaged it and I, it was like a toxic outlet as opposed yeah. to a healthy outlet. And little did I know that there was something called the adrenals that can, that are going to come back and backfire and tell me, <laughs> Hey, you've abused us. We're not going to work anymore. And that took me down like another spiral uh, mm. of health, which, um, which then I, that's, that's, that is actually my story behind going into functional medicine as a certification, like as a, as a practitioner, yeah. not just a nutritionist, because I obviously food is medicine, food is the first line of therapy, but I didn't understand the value and the importance of lifestyle interventions and mm. moderation and balance and, um, and the, the reason behind that until I got sick and I got into this dark hole of, um, okay, so what do I do now you yeah. know, with my health? And uh, food was not the solution. It was, uh, it was, it's always been um, balanced in, in my life, more or less. But I think the lifestyle uh, aspect um, and, the, and the over-exercising and uh, just ignoring rest, you know, the nutrient yeah. deficiencies, the, um, you know, the boundary setting, uh, just like you and I always talk about yeah. in the, in the yeah. session, like it, it, it's, um, there's so many aspects to health that we only think it's, we, all, we always think that it's food only, yeah. but it was just one chunk of it, but honestly, rest and play and fun and and uh, creativity and and doing jack shit sometimes now like yeah. is very good for your health. I mean, I think as well, 
like we live in like a very social media heavy society where we're online. Mm. And of course, you know, I go through my Instagram feed and it's like keto, paleo, uh, vegetarian, right. vegan. Like we're like, we have this influx of like what diet we should be on to lose the most weight. And I feel mm. like, you know, like, I mean, I am, I mean, I'm an actually a very extreme human. So before mm. I even met you, I would be like, I'm on keto for a week. I'm on this for a week. I'm cutting out carbs mm. this weekend. I, and then of course I, I lose the weight. I put it back on right after. So, I mean, mm. as someone that, you know, I, I, how do we filter through it? Like, what is there, mm. what does the balance look like to you? Like you said right now, that food is just a portion what other mm. items, I guess, or what other portions are there to really f live a well-balanced life? And what can you tell girls and women, sorry, men, but women specifically, like, <laughs> it's okay to have the piece of cake on your birthday and not to oh, feel like yeah. shit about it the next day. Wow. Well, just I just want to circle back to one thing that you've mentioned um, is that there is like there's so many nutrition camps all over the world right now yeah. everyone thinks and you know actually every five years like a whole trend comes back for example yeah. in the 90s it was like the low fat like the like uh, fat-free milk and all of that and five years later we went into the atkins i think yeah yeah, atkins, then, yeah. i remember my mom i like, tried to push that on me i'm like what is that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just atkins? <laughs> it's yeah atkins is just so, such so dairy loaded yeah. Exactly. protein i think or something like that and then we went into the ketogenic and now it's the fasting and all that now each each uh nutrition camp has uh its reason that's why they have um that's why it's made and that's why it's tailored for a specific reason uh most of them are actually healing diets like for example the ketogenic diet has been made for uh, diabetics or epileptic kids. That's why they mm. start, like, that's why they initiated it. And to be honest, they're supposed to be do, done for a like, short time, not like, not for life. People not like forever. Are, mm, people are taking things uh, into their own context and, and uh, applying it in the wrong way. And I think that's why everyone is uh, suffering from issues or having uh, like some sort of uh, a dilemma of, of which diet to follow and what diet to eat. Because yeah. these diets, most of them have some sort of extremities in them yeah. and extremities never work. We are, you and I always talk about that yeah. in, our, in the sessions, like extremities don't never work. Now, sometimes if you want to do a, like a gut healing protocol or like a um like an adrenal repair protocol or something or very the elimination diet i'm not getting to for another a few months <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly that's why i'm that's why you beat me to it that's why i was gonna say like the elimination diet you should do for like a short time yeah. just for us to because it's strategic we're trying to repair something mm -hmm. but then you're gonna get off and you're gonna have the cake on your birthday just like you did yeah i saw on instagram <laughs> <laughs> zane, yeah, zane actually like, responded to my story i was like shit <laughs> yeah. I, I was going cake. back and forth back and forth do i see a cake no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be upset actually if you didn't have the cake. Yeah, right. That's, that's such a sad story. To it's be such honest, such a like, sad story. I had to have, and I had a lotus cake, which is the first time I've ever had it, and it was yum. actually, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. I have to say, was good. Problem. No, yeah. yeah, because you know what? Like, it's it's bad marketing for me to say that. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Don't yeah. have cake on your birthday. Of like, course. nobody's gonna want to work with that sad lady. 
you know what I mean? So, 100%. so yeah. So, so just going back to to your questions that that yeah, extremities never work. I think we all know that by now. Um, they could work for a short while for a certain reason. Uh, yeah. Well, while guided by your uh, uh, healthcare provider or, or your practitioner, but it's never going to be a lifetime. Uh, like a, a lifetime solution. Um, and uh, when, when it comes to moderation, Shufi, you know what, Lana, like the thing about that is that it's an art to and be By able the way, to... Zane, it's such an art to be, to have moderation. It's harder than people think. I swear to God, it is so hard to be, mo- mm. I, like, because you go on vacation, you go crazy, right? Or you have a weekend yeah. with the girls or you're out one weekend, like, and you're like, oh, screw it. Like, I'm already drinking. Might yeah. as well eat the burger. So it's like, yeah. you kind of go into this downfall effect instead of like, like I read this meme one time and it was like, just because you had the burger on a Friday doesn't mean your whole weekend is screwed up. And Ruined. You know, messed up. Yeah, Ruined. exactly. Because you just had so the burger true. on a Friday. But you know what this, the underlying reason for that, like if like it's either all or nothing, mm-hmm. it is the diet culture, to be honest. So true. It's because, it's because they say, or we all used to say that, you know what? I'm just going to go all out because on sa- Sunday or Monday, I'm starting a diet. So this whole vicious cycle is honestly really old, outdated. It's so thousand and late. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, really. It's just not, not, not going to get us anywhere. Um, and we are, you know, we're just constantly growing and learning because we all have some sort of dysfunctional re- relationship with food because we do live on social media, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And even if we were detached and we were advanced enough to, to not give a shit about social media. It's yeah. it's like the standards of fitness, the standards of beauty. And if you live in the city, you are going to be a victim one way or another. Absolutely. Um, if you live in the jungle or like outside of civilization, then I don't think you're going to give a shit if you have like... 100%. A little bit, a little bit of extra fat that is unhealthy. That is, he- that is healthy. But you know I what think I mean? there's a difference between because it's a good conversation point. Had actually had it in my outline is about the beauty and fitness industry because we see all these Instagram influencers now. Really, it's more on TikTok, which is more raw, raw and authentic. But we see right, we see these flood of Instagram influencers that look a certain way. So as someone that's like okay, like. Not that I say like, I need to be that, but I'm always in the Mm. back of my head saying like, I want to lose weight. I want to be thin. I want to look good for this, you know, like my wedding, like Mm. I told you in December, I want to be a certain Mm. weight Mm. for it. Mm. Like, I think we're constant. It's like, we're constantly on the chase to be Mm. better in some way. Of course, Mm. mental health, I'm not talking about that, about growing and and personality or or your mental health. That's Mm. different, but I think Mm. we're always chasing to lose those three few extra kilos. So how do you think yeah. you balance that? By the way, such a nice point. And thank you so much for bringing that up. And I hope <laughs> all you girls hear that because really, really, I mean, this is something that I always tell my clients. And I'm so grateful that I got to a point where I really genuinely believe in this, what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. is that perfection is an illusion. Honestly, like it's a ghost. And <clears throat> we keep chasing that ghost yeah. thinking that we can be perfect. Now, I mean, perfection, obviously it, it differs from one person to another, but if the chase is keeping you motivated and happy and uplifted and vibing high, then great. So yeah. keep chasing. But if you're 
chasing from a place of lack and you're chasing from a place of, I want the, that perfect body that I had when I was 19 for three days, then <laughs> that's just... Because <laughs> everyone says that. You're so right. Like, I wish yeah. I was at the body when I was 18. I'm like, y'all, you're like 28. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. Different body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, exactly. You just said it. Like, you were 18. You were 18. Yeah. Now. 18. Yes. Like you have 18. Yeah. Exactly. We're different. Like, it's different. And you know what, Lana? You know, the the age group that really breaks my heart are the late teens, early 20s, honestly. like Why? Why do you say that? Because, because they're so beautiful and they're yeah. so, they're so, um, they're, they're really beautiful girls. And mm-hmm. I, I sound so old by the way. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm 15 years older than them. <laughs> and now that I'm, I'm like, shit, I was that like, as far as I'm concerned, I was 18 yesterday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, now, for sure. 100%. And now I'm like, when I coach them and I talk to see them and they sometimes cry on the sessions and they, and they, and they want to like, they're, they're, they're in this, this really anxious hold that yeah that that's that's taking them away from the best times of their lives when i just look at them like you're so pretty and beautiful and you have it all they have supportive parents and yeah they are educated and exposed and they're struggling and putting themselves in that this closet just because they're like one kilo away from from i don't know what or or they have a little bit of acne or and it's really ruining their hormones. And if you look at their gut microbiome, because of all the protein shakes they have, and the peanut butter powder, and the, mm. and the sugar-free snacks, and it's because they always want they 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 do they're doing all of that on the expense of their health. Yeah. And this is precious time. I mean, this the, these days that they're at university, having fun, enjoying their freedom, but yet they're just so held captivated in their own thoughts and it just makes me sad you know yeah um yeah it just makes and i feel you know sometimes um i've been approached by a few people to uh host seminars or um or uh do workshops about uh, functional medicine and i always you know i'm standing by this value system and i kind of uh want to stand by it forever and i want to uh promote this because i feel like i have a responsibility as a coach and a, mm-hmm. and a nutritionist and um, that I want people to, especially the young generation, to really merge mindful and intuitive eating with functional medicine and really stay away from extremities um, and, and stay away from dogma, stay away from rules as much as possible. Yeah. Like, with, armed with awareness, you know, like you and I would do in the, in the sessions. I mean, I kind of, teach you or or educate you or or make you aware of what's healthy and what's not and when you are armed with that knowledge you'll be able to make decisions like you know what i mean as opposed Mm -hmm. to me telling you this is bad this is good and you just you have these two categories and live your life honestly you know what i mean it's unfair because you've i think done such a good job in our sessions like you've given me the tools to be equipped you're you've never said anything negative about like french fries for example you know like Mm. it's it's never been this because i think what we've and you're talking about these young girls and i also feel very bad for them because if i was 18 when i was 18 instagram wasn't what it is today 
You know, exactly. it was available, but it wasn't what it was today. So I know I look at mm-hmm. teens and my cousins and I'm like, oh my God, like the pressures that they're putting on themselves because everyone is so health. I, I was ever that health conscious, especially mm-hmm. in college. I definitely wasn't. It was a freshman third yeah. for me, you know, and I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. a good thing, but it was a definitely different time. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like giving like something that you do well. And I think that's something that's good and function nutritious nutritionist nutritionism <laughs> you're like nutritionism yeah that nutritionism, works yeah okay you're giving us the tools to make those decisions so when I am out and remember like last week a couple of weeks ago when we spoke I was like yeah we were at a brunch place it was like all these things were the options I looked at the burger I took off the bun and cheese and ate the patty and you were like amazing yeah. that's great you're like that's good yeah, you- like that's amazing. Yeah. Because also Lana, you know, where you and I are working on your gut. Now we've done yes. the functional test and we yes. are in a different stage of your healing, but eventually when we heal the gut, we, we get rid of those, those bad guys that I told you about. Um, we, you're going to eat the burger with the bun and the cheese. Uh, <laughs> we, honestly, like I'm, and with French fries with like some ketchup and I like Coke, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you I know, wanna... I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm all for it because, you know, food is love. And to be honest, we just need to know how to use it, not abuse it, to be honest. Like this is, this is where like quote unquote the word arts comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like really just to know how to use it, when to use it and with intention. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, a lot of people listening to this podcast and a lot of my friends, to be honest, and and I know like, hi friends. Yeah, hi friends. I know. I mean, there's like <laughs> 95% of my listeners are, are women. So I know this for a fact that um, I don't have the statistic, but there are a lot of girls that suffer from PCOS like me, mm. like half mm. of more than half my friends. And um, mm. I think people can relate to that PCOS. You go to a doctor and they tell, take, tell you a, to go on glycophage, B to go mm. on insulin resistant medication or C, mm. it's not curable, live with it. And I mean, when I was talking to that friend of the gym, she was mm. saying, you know, I'm working on PCOS. Someone else cured it with Zane, someone this. I mean, PCOS is, let's say, a buzzword in the sense that like, whenever we go to a gynecologist, we're pretty much hit with the PCOS, no matter if you're big, you're small, you're overweight, you're not overweight, whatever. Mm. How mm. do you feel like your approach to PCOS um, ha- I mean, cause I know we're working on it kind of working on diet and you know, the dairy thing and stuff like that. But when you hear someone come to you and be like, yeah, I have PCOS. I can't cure it. So my doctor told me, do you like want to kill the doctor? Or do you like, want <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you be like, uh, no, that's not true. Cause it is cure. I mean, I've seen it work, yeah. with, you know, with whatever it is. So how do you think mm. your approach is to PCOS specifically? Yeah. So to be honest, to start with, I don't want to kill a doctor because you know what the doctor, the the, like conventional medicine, that's their training. That's what they know. And I think now it's going to become a bit more, you know, wider scale of, they say, okay, now maybe look at your nutrition or what have you. But, but, but PCOS is, um, it's a syndrome, right? Syndrome refers to like a cluster of events. It means that it's, it's a bit more complicated than the name suggests, you know? Um, it, it, the, the, the reason, the like underlying reason for metabol- um, PCOS is usually, usually, and not all the time, it's insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and honestly, I've seen a lot of 
patients who have uh, PCOS and they're skinny and they do have insulin resistance. I've actually gotten a, a client just recently. She's like 48 kilograms. Oh, wow. I haven't weighed 48 since like third grade. <laughs> she's, yeah, yeah. She's, she's tiny and she has insulin resistance. She has PCOS. So, and, and underneath that, there is just inflammation. You know, yeah. there is chronic uh, low-grade inflammation that's causing the insulin to um, to spike, which is causing the resistance. Now, first of all, the way I address it or any functional uh, medicine practitioner would, would address it is we need to understand the root cause underneath that syndrome. Why mm-hmm. are this, the ovaries forming cysts around them? Now, a big aspect of that there is the genetic propensity, so we cannot delete that. Yeah. But the epigenetic factor is huge. It's huge. All right. So, and when we say the epigenetic factor, that is diet, lifestyle, gut microbiome, um, hormonal health, um, nutrient deficiencies, uh, the level of inflammation, and majorly stress, by the way. Wow. Uh, yeah, like cortisol and insulin, cortisol, the stress hormone and insulin, uh, the pancreatic hormone that is uh, responsible for uh, burning the sugar, which, which, which they call the fat storage hormone as well, are best friends. So when we're, when we're stressed, when we're undergoing a lot of stress, the body secretes as well a lot of insulin. Mm-hmm. And when we say stress, by the way, stress, we think that it's just mental and like a financial and uh, social and personal. No, it could actually be endogenous stress like uh, a parasite or um, a viral infection that hasn't really left the body and has been causing a lot of free radicals and uh, toxic exposure um, to the body. Mm. So the way I do it is, first of all, as I just said, I address the root cause. So, and to address the root cause, we need to do some tests as you saw. Mm -hmm. Um, so we do, we test the adrenal function, we test the gut, gut microbiome, we test the blood, uh, and we make sure we plug in all these leaks in tandem with, uh, putting the, putting the client or the patient on an anti-inflammatory, uh, protocol, mm-hmm. uh, anti-inflammatory diet that is to, for whatever, uh, um, inflammation there is for it to tame. And so the cysts don't form anymore. Mm. Okay. So this is basically the general approach. Now it really differs from one person to another. Yeah. Um, because of just, this is how it is. It's very bio-individual. Um, and yes, PCOS is a very, 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 very common thing. And it really is, uh, comes uh, hand in hand with, insulin issues. Sometimes it comes with um, using the pill, like after, after they, they stop the pill, yeah. the birth control pill. Yeah, that, that's another type of uh, PCOS. They, they, they form that, uh, those cysts because of the ovulation has been, um, uh, like it's it lost its rhythm. Mm. So that's another one. So yeah, it's just, it's just the way I start with it, mainly is addressing the root cause, which is what functional medicine is all about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just feel like PCOS, like it's, it's, 
has like a negative connotation to it. Cause whenever you Google it, it's like change your lifestyle. Like your lifestyle isn't good. Instead of kind of, like you said, Zane, it's like getting to the root cause of it. Whereas the inflammation mm. doing those tests, you know, cause I feel like there's a lot of shame when it comes to kind of these words, when it comes to like PCOS, insulin resistance, but, and, and I think a good job that you do as a coach is to kind of like dismantle the shame in it and say like, no, we got this. We can figure it out. You know, it's not going to be like mm. this forever. Um, because yeah, I feel, you know, yeah, you thing, know, yeah. The problem is that, you know, exactly as you said, it's getting a bad rap because people think that because I'm genetically, uh, prone to this, then I'm, then yes. I'm going to have it for, for life. But it's, it's more of a, like a, the thing about that, about PCOS, it's, it's an endocrine and a metabolic condition. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's what doctors fail to highlight yes. the, 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 the stress aspect of it and the, and the adrenal dysfunction and what happens about, and how we, how much we handle toxins, honestly, toxic overload has become such a, a pandemic and that we are not aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, especially for women uh, like in, of reproductive age, the like they they have a right to know um, what type of PCOS they have, honestly, because it's it it can if they want children or if they want to get pregnant. I I I I actually have a client. Uh, she's she just joined. She's um, 27 or t- 27. And her doctor said she has PCOS. She's had mm-hmm. PCOS for a while, and the doctor told her that her egg, like she needs to have kids this year because uh, her eggs are running, running out. Yeah, and I'm like, what is this horror movie? Seriously, why would you? Why would you say something so morbid? I mean, yeah, it is a possibility, but what about the possibility that includes good fertility if she fixes her shit diet because she yeah. is a shit diet he didn't even ask her what about her diet if you see her diet like you'd want to tell her come on the come on the like the podcast that i can talk to you about your diet you know <laughs> no for real though but like yeah you're right like to scare her like that and like it's something She's that can be head on. yeah head on oh. no you're right but i think that yeah that goes back to the point of like doctors not really giving us and i'm not saying anything bad about doctors i really do love my gynecologist mm, i really mm, do love her mm, um but mm. yeah i think it it is i mean i mean even like i'm, I'm very open on my podcast but you know like i took out the iud and that was definitely mm. hormones. and zane was the one who was like you should take it out it's added hormones and i was like okay like i've been on it for four years and zane the difference in my body yeah. even just the way i look is different and yeah. it's crazy it's crazy and my god i was just like yeah sure let's take it out like no worries like you know like it wasn't like she was yeah. pushing me to keep it in but it's just crazy and we're adding these hormones and unnecessarily sometimes of course that could be necessary at points but adding these hormones like you just add because it's like oh like we gotta add them right like clearer skin birth control so i just yeah it's like it's like it's we're just kind of putting shit in our bodies that isn't always yeah. necessary no, and you know, like, just think about how far away are we from nature? Yeah. We, we sometimes sit and twiddle thumbs and think, oh, why are we sick? Of course we're going to get sick. We're so far away from our nature. Even if you think about the circadian rhythm, like, mm-hmm. 
we are met primarily, we are meant to wake up at five, like or with sunrise and sleep with uh, sunset. Yeah. Now, that, that may be too extreme, although I do it. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bit extreme. I wake up, I wake up at five. Yeah, babe. I mean, I'm going to, uh, I mean, I'm going to finish the podcast and like <laughs> prepare myself to bed. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, you know, I I've love always that. Been, I've always been an early riser, but I mean, yeah, I do sleep early, but I'm not saying that this is the solution, but yeah. we are staying up until two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, every night yep. under the light and we don't wake up with the sunrise. We think this is, this is a, like, this is not a problem. It's a huge problem. Yeah. It's like we're sending a message to our body that, listen, you're a robot, so you need to do what I tell you or um, we're not going to survive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Or we're is, not going to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's unlike, unlike, unlike nature. And obviously diet plays a huge role, huge role. Actually, this, today I was walking with a friend and she's like, she has kids and she was saying how anxious she is uh, whenever she learns about health and nutrition and her kids, how much junk and, and sugar they eat. Yeah. And, uh, and, and she was telling me how one of her kids has um, an, like a health issue. Yeah. I'm like, listen, and I told her, listen, you know what? You can't really change the fact that this is the new life that we're living in, but this new life is not how we used to live. I mean, yeah. when I was, when I was a child, I didn't have a, coffee with a plastic lid every day yeah uh we didn't order in as much we uh, were out playing out in dirt a lot so these things really do matter but um we need to keep reminding uh, ourselves and people around us that it's okay that the world has changed but maybe just get inspired or keep that notion in the back of your head that you want to be as close to nature as possible um, I know. I think these are all great points. Um, Zane, I mm. actually want to, before we end this, I want to ask you about your 50 hour meditation. I saw it oh, on your Instagram yeah. bio and I really, really wanted to talk about it and like what the hell that even means. <laughs> oh my God. So that means that I'm quote unquote certified meditation teacher. Okay. Um, I actually went to India to get that after I, I had a surgery, I had a big surgery. Um, I had to remove my left ovary. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I had to. And that's why I actually came, went into functional medicine as a pra- like to, to practice as a practitioner. Wow. And that's why I'm studying it right now because I wanted to um, take over my health and my body. And yeah. I didn't want anyone to tell me what's up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm, so I went to Indiana and I went for 11 days for oh this God. meditation certification in Lana. Every time I think of India, I want to cry. Like wow. it was because you had to sit in silence and in, in, in the, um, this, you cannot move. Oh my you, I mean, God. in meditation, you need to be three hours sitting cross-legged and I had really tight hips and the flies and the sweat. Oh keeps, my God. Say, this like, sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm traumatized from India. I'm never going back. I was going to say, it's like, like traumatizing. Three yeah. hours? Yes. Three and hours? in the morning, morning, morning. And you know, it's so hot. It's yeah, so hot. And the water there, no matter what you drink, I mean, me as an Arab, I mean, I'm yeah. sure people there get used to it. But I wouldn't get hydrated I, I don't know i was I, I i i would drink so much water but i wouldn't get hydrated 
And I used to sweat so much, so much, so much, so much. But, and I did two days of Vipassana, which is a complete silence. Um, uh, you just sit two days without talking to anyone. Oh my like, God. You cannot talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you wear this tag that, uh, don't talk to me. Oh, so, that's like, eat, pray, love. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. But didn't she cheat? She didn't. In the movie. Oh, she didn't. I don't okay, think she so did yeah. It. Yeah, no, she didn't. She didn't. I love that movie. Was it with Tuk Tuk? Yes. Was it with the, yeah, with Tuk Tuk? Yeah, Tuk Tuk. Uh, his name's Tuk Tuk. Tuk Tuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I did that, and then I have a meditation certificate, like a fifty-hour meditation certificate. But I don't really give classes, but I do include a lot of the teachings that I learned in my mindful eating coaching, um, sessions. Wow. Uh, is be- I mean, you, you, because you know, with mindful eating coaching, you just need to observe the temptation or the feeling or the urge to eat extra or to overeat or to mm-hmm. sabotage with eating as just a sensation, transient sensation, just like you do in meditation, you know, yeah. you sit and you are anchored with your breath and you observe whatever thoughts come as passing clouds. I so I kind of teach my clients the same thing when they want, when they take the mindful eating coaching packages. Um, Zane, if someone wants to get in touch with you, all these listeners of mine, how can they get in touch <laughs> and get involved and have you as a coach? How can they reach out? Well, I have my website. So www.zainnutritionist.com. It's one N, not double N. Okay, nice. And Z-E-I-N, not A. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at Zane Nutritionist. And you can, the link is in the bio. So that awesome. would be and easier as well. And I will also share it in the, in the show notes as well. Yeah. And, and I post a lot of educational You do, by on, the way. I learn a shit ton from you. And I always see you sending. You like send it to me. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she sending this to me? Am I going to have to do something now? <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. Well, Zane, thank you so much for coming on today on Tell Me What Did Land. So thank you so, so much. And guys, I will see you next week. Have a good day. And bye. Bye. bye.